Mic check. Mic check, one, two, one, two. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm back for another episode. Yes, we are back for another episode. Let's go. Yeah. Uh-huh. They don't do it how we do. Niggas ain't on the shit we on. We on. We on. Everything new. New. Spikes on the loop. Batons. Batons. Around the bullshit like a matador I'm used to the bullshit, it don't matter, boy Corporate acquisitions, accumulations of wealth Build with the gods and double knowledge yourself Entrepreneur visions, Mulan rules religion That pussy make a weak nigga break down So what you want, the cheese or the cheeks? You want Say the cheeks, you want podcast. the cheese, bitch gotta eat I'm having the epiphany, you niggas ain't shit to me Worse than the scum in the slum I'm from I'm a south side nigga, yeah I'm bout mine You be that nigga in the car and it's come out line You ain't made of what I made of you a bum nigga with a bum bitch Your shoes come from Vegas You counterfeit fraudulent fakers What kind of rich nigga bitch look like that? Now we pullin' up the lot Break hit the button then we pullin' up the lot Take sick and sit a podcast We back for another episode Let's go Yes, this is Take Sick and Sit a podcast I'm your host, Dirk Silver And we back We back for another episode Another week is ended and another week is about to begin. Let's go. Say sticking to the podcast. Sticking to the podcast. Let's go. Mike, let's go. Someone's evil to hurt my soul. If his mouth's a trouble, it begun to hurt me. Say, sick and sit a podcast. 
Break it down. Say sick and sit a podcast. Sick and Sit a Podcast. Yes, we back for another episode. Feels so good to be back on this Sunday night. A full moon tonight. Yes. Let's go. Say Sick and Sit a Podcast. Consider podcast. Yes, the goat, Michael Jackson. This place hotel, aka Heartbreak Hotel. Yes, indeed. We back for another episode. Let that just flow in the background for a little bit. We back for another episode. It is a Sunday night. Yes. I'm recording a day late, but you're not getting shorted. Another great episode I have for you. Yes. Yesterday for me was a pretty, pretty chill day. Not a chill day. It was a self-care day for me. So, you know, I decided... I was I had everything ready. I was going to plan. You know, I had plans to record and everything, but you know, self-care day for myself. I took care of myself yesterday. I even skipped the gym yesterday. Yes, I skipped the gym. I skipped the gym. I took care of myself yesterday. Um and as the day progressed and I got home, uh recording just didn't happen. But it's all good, you know. I knew I was going to record, and I have this day. So, excuse me, first burp of the show, seven minutes in. Second burp, for all the new listeners out there, I drink and I smoke cigars on the show. So it's always funny for people the amount of times that I burp. (laughs) I get text messages, DMs, and all that about me burping on the show from the start of the show, uh, season one. (laughs) We're in season three right now. Um, Yeah, September. If you didn't listen to the last uh, show, uh, we are in the pre-shadow phase of Mercury Retrograde. And also, tonight is a full moon in Pisces. 
So a lot of stuff energetically is going on. Yes, I've seen a lot of people having some Mercury retrograde difficulties already, cars uh, breaking down, um, electronics messing up, plans not going the way that they thought, uh, miscommunications, all of that. So also, don't forget, September is Suicide Prevention Month. So, you know, the past two episodes, I gave out a lot of uh, information um, for Suicide Prevention Month, things that'll help people. Uh, let me pull up the number for the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Uh, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Once again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Yes. So we are close to the end of another month of another interesting year. The past year, year and a half, two years have been very interesting because of the pandemic and all the stuff that's been going on politically, all that you know, crazy stuff, lockdown, quarantines, uh, Biden, Trump shit, all that crap, you know. But I'm still here, still potting, and still talking my shit. <laughs> um, let me start out with what I'm drinking since I was taking a sip at that very moment. Tonight I'm drinking uh, straight tequila, Terramana, and when I mean straight, I mean straight, straight tequila, uh, because, man, I've been in the gym heavy uh, the past uh, few weeks, and <laughs> I walked to the mirror uh, last week, and uh, I, I try not to pay attention to, you know, my body too much and worry about results and all that other stuff because I know that would break my focus and it will uh, discourage me at times and stuff like that. But I walked to the mirror last week and I, I <laughs> this may sound conceited or whatever, but man, I walked to the mirror. I was like, dang, okay. I was seeing the results. I was seeing the results and I was saying to myself, damn, I'm, I'm looking good. I'm getting, you know, back to where I was, you know, uh, Back lean, back, you know, uh, uh, muscular. Um, the quarantine uh, hurt me. Well, I ain't going to say the quarantine hurt me. I hurt myself because I'm the one that decided to <laughs> to not keep working out despite the gyms being closed and, and snacking a little more. But, yeah, I think the quarantine, you know, took a toll on everybody physically and mentally, you know. But... Yeah, I looked in the mirror. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm getting back there. So it just gave me, you know, more motivation. So I've been going hard, and uh, I'm drinking straight tequila tonight, um, no whiskey, uh, because, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good physically, and, you know, I want to keep that momentum going. I did take this weekend off, you know, because I, I was tired physically. Physically, I was tired, and I know that was because of, how uh, hard I've been going in the gym, but I'm feeling good. I'm looking good uh, mentally and emotionally. Uh, 
I'm feeling good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, I would say probably like, you know, like 90% is all all good mentally and emotionally. Um, that the 10% is just the the you know the the ebbs and flows of life, you know. I discussed uh past episode, a couple episodes ago about, you know, just riding the wave and, you know, I'm just been, you know, riding the wave, but mentally and emotionally I've been doing good. Um uh, been, you know, uh deep into my routines and, you know, my work. Been doing my work and that has been translating to, you know, you know, physically and, you know, the physical has been translating into the mental, emotional, all that, you know, all those things work together spiritually, all that. I've been praying more, been, you know, doing what I need to do for myself, you know, um, taking care of myself. So what am I smoking on? I picked this cigar up yesterday. Uh, this is uh, a 601 cigar. Oscuro cigar. It's a it's a pretty good cigar. Got a nice pull to it. Um but yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good uh mentally, emotionally. Of course, you know, just because I'm human and because of life, you know. Some things will creep into mind, you know. But it's all about, you know, not getting attached to those thoughts and lingering in them, sitting with them and, you know. But I'm feeling good. Hope everybody else out there is feeling good. Um, I know even though to a degree the streets are open, but, you know, still a lot of people are still dealing with a lot of things, uh, these vaccine mandates are out there, you know, people having concerns and stuff about uh, their jobs and stuff like that if they're not vaccinated, you know, me included, you know. Um, just period, just the anxiety of worrying about COVID and all that other stuff. Because uh, <clears throat> it's still, you know, everything is still, it's still new. You know, as, as fast as time goes by, this stuff is still fresh and it's still new. That's why it's still crazy to me that they were so pressed to open everything back up so fast. But, you know, um, people want to get back to the normalcy, the the quote-unquote normalcy that they're used to. Um, but you know how that go. You know, I talk about it enough. <laughs> but let me get through this show, man, because, you know, it's Sunday night. I got work in the morning. I ain't got to get up and go to work, but I got to get up to log in. So <laughs> I want to have a nice, chill Sunday evening. Watch me a good movie to end the night off. Um, I had a great meal today over at my folks' house. Sundays is dedicated to my parents. Um, I spend time with them. Because I talk enough about, you know, people dying and stuff in their 50s and stuff. And I mentioned last episode about my dad talking about, you know, the older you get, people just seem to just fade away, whether it's they're, they're passing away or, you know, you just don't hear from people no more. You don't see nobody no more. 
But, you know, I want to, I made it a point to, you know, to make Sundays a day that I spend time with my folks. And part of that was because of, you know, things that have gone on while I was in therapy as well. So, you know, um, let's get to this show. I'm I'm feeling good about this show because uh, this show, uh, I talk about it all the time, and you'll hear me say that phrase. I talk about it all the time. This show just organically just, you know, came together by itself. Pretty much like 90, 98% of the shows that I do, they just come organically that way, and I get that all to the to the, the most high. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I went through my drink and my cigar. Uh, I'm going to start off with the uh, movie and TV reviews. So... I ain't really watched that much this week, um, but I ain't, I didn't watch that much new stuff. But I did um, over the weekend, um, Friday, Friday or whatever. Um, I watched some new things. Uh, this this show called Hills. H e e l s. Excuse me, burp three. It's called Hills, and it comes on stars. Um, whew. It comes on stars, but it got five episodes so far. So I got through three episodes over the weekend. And I got to say, the show is pretty good. Um, the show is about two brothers in a small town of Georgia that... Um, are part part of a professional wrestling league. And the older brother, he runs the professional league or whatever. He he started running running it after his dad um passed. And there's a story to his dad passing. But I'm not gonna give that away for anybody who hasn't seen the show yet. And the younger brother is supposed to be this upcoming prospect in the wrestling, you know, in the wrestling circuit. And it was a, it's a good, I like the show. It's a very good show. Um, and I got to catch up on the episodes four and five, but it is a definitely a good show. I recommend it for anybody who is, uh, who was into, who was into wrestling now and was into it when they was younger. It was a, it's a real good show so far. Hold on, let me take off my shirt because it's hot now. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't feel too self-conscious about taking my shirt off these days now. Because <laughs> the quarantine, man, did some things to me, man. And... Um, my, I'm about to turn 40 at the end of November, November 30th. So, you know, that's kind of that that plays into why I'm, I'm going so hard as well, because I want to be in shape once I reach my 40s, because I don't want to slack off no more. You know, uh, God willing, um, I don't want to slack off no more. Um, yeah, but the show Hills is very good. So I recommend anybody checking that show out. Uh, another new show that I, 
I watched, I started watching is it only has two episodes out right now is the uh American Crime Story Impeachment. And that's about the uh Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton story. And I already uh been watching the American Crime Stories. I know the second season was uh the OJ Sim no, the first season was the OJ Simpson Jones. And the second joint was that uh, the Versace joint, and American Crime Stories are real good. So the the two episodes that I watched us out so far now, the American Crime Story impeachment was good. So yeah, I recommend that one as well. But other than that, I didn't really check out any new things. Uh, of course, I did watch the photograph over the week at some point during the week. <laughs> oh man, but. Uh, Let's get into the show. I should have started this clip off before I even start talking about the um movie and TV reviews, but I'm gonna play this I'm gonna play this clip all throughout September. So we only got one more week of September left. So I'll be playing this clip again next week. And this is for Suicide Prevention Month. So I'm gonna play this clip one more time. This is the late great Kobe Bryant on mental health. I think mental health is extremely important. It's, it's, it's an issue that is now coming to the forefront. But in the past, it's been an issue that's been um, pushed down, neglected, either out of embarrassment or believing that you're the only one that is experiencing that. Um, but now it's coming to the forefront. I think it's a great time to be able to address some of those issues and some of those challenges try to use those as a source of strength. At first, I think it's, it's getting over the, the, the stigma of it being something that is embarrassing or a sign of weakness. It is not a sign of weakness. I think that's step one. And then it's, it's opening up and sharing that experience with others. That's how you build a community of strength, right? By getting others to open up and share their journeys and share their stories, you wind up inspiring each other. And you know how that goes. I mean, once that inspiration goes back and forth, that energy feeds on itself, right? And I think the best thing that we can do is not ignore it. Ignoring it is the worst thing we can do because then it festers and it becomes something that has control over us versus the other way around. We rise, but we rise step by step. It's not one quantum leap, right? So you know, I see too many kids get so discouraged because they're expecting to make this quantum leap. And when that quantum leap doesn't come, it feels like it'll never come. Right? But that's not how it works. It's step by step. One foot in front of the other, day by day, get better every single day. And then when you look back, then you look down and you realize the mountain that you just scaled. Right? But you can't jump from the bottom of Everest and get to the top of Everest like that. It doesn't happen. You know, Superman is only in comics. <laughs> I think uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, mental health is a challenge that we need to accept, not ignore. Accept the challenge. We accept any other challenge that's presented in front of us. Mental health is no different. So let's face the challenge individually, but understand that we're facing that challenge collectively. Once again, that was the late, great uh, Kobe Bryant uh, talking about mental health. Um, yeah, as much as people want to make my podcast a mental health podcast, it's, it's not necessarily a mental health podcast Although I do focus on it a lot, but I talk about everything, man. Because, uh, like I said, a taste to consider podcast is about getting a taste of me, a taste of everything that I'm into. Uh, 
but one of my biggest passions is mental health advocacy. Uh, we all have mental health. Um, we need to focus on it more. We need to collectively, collectively focus on it more, as well as individually. And, you know, I just think that we need to stop overlooking the fact that we all have mental health and... You know, we all have some sort of mental health issue throughout the day, throughout the week, month, years. You know, it's not, I know the stigma around it can make people shy away from speaking about it or acknowledging it, but mentally, we have mental and emotional health. Physical health is not the only health that we have, despite what society wants to make it seem like. But, let me take a quick pause right here, and I will be right back. And we are back. I didn't pregame. I didn't have a chance to pregame for this. Everything has just been a quick snap and jump to the show. Um, good thing I already had the outline ready. Um, but, yeah, I didn't get a chance to do none of my normal routine of uh, recording since I'm um, doing it a day later and you know, uh, time is kind of short, but we're going to jump into the blackity black woke segment, and I got two clips for you to start this off. I'm going to run through this quick, because like I said, I want to enjoy the rest of the, the Sunday evening, the Sunday night. It's around 8.30 right now, so let me start off with this clip. Let me get it ready for y'all. Here we go. I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Can we mandate vaccines across the country? No, that's not a role that the federal government, I think, even has the power to make. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. I don't think it should be. Yes. <laughs> y'all hear y'all heard it correctly. Yes, but where are we now? Mandates. Mandates, mandates, mandates. And let me jump into the next clip. Clip. The next clip is of Ouchie Fauci. That's what they call them on social media. <laughs> Ouchie Fauci back in 2019 during the start of all of this. So let me pull that up for y'all. way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Um, wearing a mask. No, um, no, no. I need to do that. <laughs> you, um, if somebody's, I can see they're ready, ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. A, good diet. B, you don't smoke, I know. I know you don't drink, at least not very much, so that's pretty good. Get some exercise. I know that you don't get as much exercise as yes, you should. That's correct. Get good sleep. I think the, the normal 
low-tech, healthy things okay. are the best thing that you can do, David. Is <laughs> man, I swear, these Bahamas, man, we, get, we hear something different from them all the damn time. They be contradicting themselves. Damn, I swear. Yeah, so let's start off with the the first the first story. <laughs> Red Cross issues warning to stop blood plasma blood plasma donations from vaccinated people. Let me read that for you again. Red Cross issues warning to stop blood plasma donations from vaccinated people. Yes, you heard that correctly. And another thing that's been popping out, and I forgot to uh, save it to my uh, topic list, was um, people are charging significant amounts of money for unvaccinated sperm. (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) Unvaccinated sperm is on, the price of it is is going up. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Moving along. Brazilian president tells Pfizer that he is not going to encourage or mandate anything as long as Pfizer does not take responsibility for the possible side effects of the shots. Yes, each and every one of these shots, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna, you can't sue them. You can't sue them if if you have any type of adverse reaction. And that should have been the biggest red flag from jump before people start getting these vaccinations. For all the first-time listeners that's listening to me right now, I ain't no anti-vaxxer. I'm for what is right. And I'm just going to say that, you know, as I've always stated, my mom is vaccinated, my dad is vaccinated, my brother is vaccinated, my sister-in-law is vaccinated. I have plenty of friends who are vaccinated. So I have people very close to me that's vaccinated. So this ain't a thing of trying to bash people for getting vaccinated you do you make the choice that you want to make and that's the that's the important thing that's what it's all about your choice my body my choice yeah but it seems that things just dramatically switched once we switched presidents nobody didn't want to get the vaccination when trump was talking about it or when trump was the president but now biden is the president every well i ain't gonna say everybody (laughs) <laughs> people are trusting it now. But we'll get into a little bit of that later. So another thing about Brazil is, you know, I talked about uh, last uh, episode about how there's been huge protests in New York because of the mandate that they put in place before Biden's mandate. But the mainstream media is not reporting that at all. But there has been... Big protests going on in Brazil that the mainstream media hasn't been um, reporting. And most recently this week, there's been big protests going on in Australia Australia for the same thing. But you're not seeing that. So this is where people have to start doing their own research and start using their critical thinking skills to see what's actually going on. Moving along. New York Hospital to pause delivering babies after staffers quit rather than get vaccine. And 
one of the biggest things about people going going against the vaccine mandates and stuff like that and not getting it um had the biggest group has been doctors and nurses and nobody's talking about that you know i think it's very telling if a doctor or a nurse is refusing the vaccinations and there's loads there's tons of them that is doing it you know there are definitely some nurses and doctors who are getting the vaccination and are promoting it. And those are particularly from my point of view and the research that I've done have been mostly paid influencers, people who are already in in the limelight to, to some degree. But yeah, New York hospital to pause delivering babies after staffers quit rather than get the vaccine. LAPD employees sue city over vaccine mandate. The lawsuit claims the mandate violates employees' constitutional rights to privacy and due process. Fauci mandated shot for flyers would be logistical nightmare. And this is from the New York Post. And I went through the article and and read um, basically a lot of the uh, airport, I mean, not the airports, the uh, airlines are having concerns about this mandate because you know, because of um, a lot of flyers have been canceling their flights. Oh, excuse me. And they are concerned about losing money. Excuse me, I'm just burping all over the place. <laughs> Um, yeah, so a lot of the airlines are concerned about this because of um, they're losing money from people canceling their flights already and stuff like that. And then they're also concerned about um, a lot of the travelers having to deal with all this mess when they get to the airport as far as showing their vaccination card and the times, the wait times being long and stuff like that, so... This ain't this ain't gonna be as easy as they thought this was gonna be. <laughs> um but what's funny about all this stuff, and I talked about this plenty of times before, <laughs> is you know, particularly you know, what's been going on recently in the past uh month is they're trying to push these booster shots. And and that's what's so crazy about, you know, Biden uh, coming up with this vaccine mandate is that um, a lot of people who are already vaccinated, uh, uh, they're trying to, you know, pit the vaccinated against the unvaccinated and stuff. And the vaccinated people are just looking at it like, well, just go get the shot, get the shot and all this other stuff and and fighting with the unvaccinated people and stuff like that, calling them anti-vaxxers and all this other stuff. But they not realizing, and this is what I said on the last episode, that this vaccine mandate is is just them taking more and more of our freedoms away. And then for these people who have already been vaccinated, what are they going to do next? They're going to start mandating people to get these booster shots. 
And I've heard plenty of people say that they don't want to get these booster shots after already being vaccinated. And then it's going to come to the point where you have to get these booster shots like every year for the rest of your life. And this shit is crazy, man. And this is what I, I was trying to say on the last, well, I did say it on the last episode. These people who are already vaccinated, y'all have to realize that this vaccine mandate is bad for you as well. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with the vaccination. It is just more and more of a situation where they can take away your freedoms, your choice, your, your God-given right to have a choice. And it's going to affect you in some way, whether it be these booster shots or some other thing that they create out of fear to push their agendas onto us. And people need to start waking up, man. I think mental. All right. My bad. And, like, when you think about um, even getting vaccinated, if you choose to get vaccinated, you aren't considered fully vaccinated until two weeks after your shots, both shots, if you're getting the Moderna or the Pfizer one. So if you get the shot three days and three days go by and you have an adverse reaction or something like that and you end up in the, the hospital or you die or something, your family can't do nothing. And you're not going to be considered as having an, an adverse reaction or dying from the vaccine because they making it as though you aren't fully vaccinated until after a certain period after the shots. See the games that they trying to play? They setting this up because they know to some degree that these vaccines aren't good for you. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just something to think about. But as I always say, you know, some people don't want to hear certain things because of who it's coming from. Moving along. 30,000. 305 people died within 21 days of having a COVID-19 vaccine in England during the first six months of 2021. Terrible. And it's, it's crazy because, you know, I hear people saying, you know, well, I know plenty of people got the vaccine. They had nothing happen to them and all this other stuff. So, But that doesn't eliminate the fact that other people are having stuff going on. You know, you're dismissing other people's experiences and their stories and stuff just because it doesn't directly affect you. And that's one of the reasons why we in the situation we in now when it comes to people who actually chose to get vaccinated and then we have these this Delta variant come around and the, and the, the, uh, the COVID numbers are going up because people are just so set on I want to go back outside. I want to go back to traveling. I want to go back to concerts and all this other stuff. And they're just not realizing that, you know, this whole situation, just everything, period, is a collective situation. But people just always want to be be selfish. I mean, people always want to be about themselves. I mean, I understand. Um, not, you know, um, Removing myself from that statement as well. Whopping 
70% of unvaccinated Americans would quit their job if vaccines are mandated. And I have to say this, don't quit your job. Let them fire you. And I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> judge blocks medical worker vaccine mandate in New York State. A federal judge has temporarily blocked the state of New York from forcing medical workers to be vaccinated after a group of healthcare workers sued, saying their constitutional rights were violated. Yes. So, and this is... This ain't going to be no no easy thing for these politicians that's trying to push this vaccine on people or whatever. You know, as I keep saying, all this shit is a money grab. Even though the vaccine is free to get, these government official governments and stuff are paying these pharmaceutical companies for these vaccines to be given to the public. So just because it's free to you, doesn't mean these companies, these pharmaceutical companies are getting paid. Just think about a time that you've ever gone to the doctor's office, your primary care doctor, and you had a situation where you needed to have a medic medication for something. Just something as simple as, you know, antibiotics for something. And even just thinking about, you know, mental health, if they're trying to give you some type of medicine for depression or anxiety. These doctors, just notice how these doctors push a certain me me medication onto you. And they're pushing this medication onto you because of the pharmaceutical companies give these medications to the doctor. And every time that the, the doctors give out the medication to a patient, these doctors get paid for it. They get an incentive for it. I mean, if you've ever watched any type of medical show chicago made uh what's these other that's probably the only medical show I've, I've ever watched but i know it's plenty of other medical shows that's been out here and they they tell you they show you exactly how these situations happen like these doctors get incentives for giving out certain medications and stuff moving on uk ditches plans for vaccine passports at crowded venues. Authorities in Britain have decided not to require vaccine passports for entry into nightclubs and other crowded events in England. Britain's health secretary says Sunday reversing course arming opposition from some of the conservative government supporters in parliament. They know if these mandates go out that they're going to lose businesses and stuff are going to lose money because everybody as much as they try to spin this in the mainstream media people out here really are not getting vaccinated like they say to y'all moving along arizona first state to sue biden administration over vaccine mandate the state of arizona has sued biden harris administration over the egregious coronavirus vaccine mandate which Arizona Attorney General Mark Bronvik argues violates the, constitutional, the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause by discriminating against U.S. citizens as illegal immigrants in federal law enforcement's custody are not subordinate to the same vaccine mandate. So basically what he's saying is, 
you want the American citizens to get the you mandating American citizens to get this vaccine, but you bringing all all these illegal immigrants over, whether they coming from uh, Mexico, Afghanistan, or wherever wherever the hell else they coming from, and you not mandating them to get these vaccines. Babies could be given Pfizer's COVID vaccine in the U.S. this winter. Company plans to seek approval for jabbing six-month-olds in November. That is from the Daily Mail News. Pfizer, not Pfizer, I'm sorry. (laughs) FDA advisory panel soundly rejects a plan to offer Pfizer booster shots against COVID-19 to most Americans. I already spoke on this before about how the two-head virolo- vi- virologist, <laughs> I'm going turn that word up, um, the two top FDA virologists quit because they kept being pressured to push the uh, booster shots through. But those two uh, virologists didn't agree with it, and they didn't agree with the data. Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy is um recently the uh let me pull that up. Recently the um where is it? The uh the FDA just had a Advisory committee um, on what date was this? September 17th. Uh, the FDA, and it's on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube. It's on the FDA YouTube page. Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, where they admitted and warned people about the vaccines being more harmful than helpful. A whole presentation on YouTube on the FDA YouTube page where plenty of doctors went through and talked about how the shots aren't effective. The shots aren't effective, and especially the booster shots aren't effective. And they have been causing problems with women's menstrual cycles. They've been causing pregnancy issues and causing deaths. They are more harmful than they are good. And like I said, just because certain people aren't seeing effects right now doesn't mean there will be effects in the future. But moving along, let's get to Ballgate. Yes, Ballgate. <laughs> if you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on on social media, the new thing right now is Ballgate, and that has been involving Nicki Minaj. When she came out and said that her cousin has a, fr- had, has a friend who got the vaccine and 
when he got the vaccine, he had an adverse reaction to the vaccine, and that reaction was his balls being swollen. And because of his balls being swollen and that adverse reaction that he's been having, he is now believed to be sterile. And there was so much going on, people, you know, going on Nicki Minaj, people fighting back or whatever, news uh, organizations and all that other stuff. Because Nicki Minaj was saying that she, you know, um, she wanted to do more research on the vaccine and, and figure out if it was the right thing for her to do. And people was wondering why she wasn't at the Met Gala. And she was saying because, you know, the Met Gala required people to have the vaccine but what happened was you know as the mainstream media does they miss they misinterpret things and they sell things in order for them to get people engaged so by her saying all of that stuff you had these news organizations coming out saying that she refused to get the vaccine for the Met Gala, which she didn't say, saying that she, you know, um, she won't get it, and she's worried about swollen testicles. This is like the salacial headlines that was being pushed and totally misinterpreting everything that she said. So Nicki Minaj has been on social media going hard the past week, you know, talking about, the well, basically defending herself. <laughs> and one of the uh, things that stood out to me was um, Joanne Reed. She got on, on CNN and went directly at Nicki Minaj and was saying certain things about her. She wasn't the only one. It was uh, Don Lemon and... I think Don, yeah, Don Lemon definitely was one. Um, he was talking about her as far as getting uh, plastic surgery and all that other stuff. But what was interesting about the Joanne Reed part of it was, uh, like I said, people was just saying they ain't going to get the vaccine when Trump was in the office, when Trump was talking about it. Even Miss Chucks and Pearls, Kamala Harris, was saying that, you know. But now it's a different story. So what was interesting about Joy Ann Reed was like um, when Trump was in office, this is what she tweeted this out. She says, I mean, will anyone, anyone at all ever fully trust the CDC again? And who on God's earth would trust a vaccine approved by the FDA? How do we get a vaccine distributed after this broken Trumpist nonsense has infected everything, even if Biden wins. But then she was going hella hard and hella crazy at Nicki Minaj for what she said. And what was interesting about when she was going hard at Nicki Minaj was she was on a panel that was on CNN, and she was the only black person on there and the only woman on there. She was the only black woman on there, only black person on there, Surrounded by two white guys going at Nicki Minaj. The white the white men didn't say nothing. She Joanne Reed was the only one going at Nicki Minaj. And this is the shit that I was talk I be talking about all the time with the Willie Lynch syndrome and how they strategically use 
us against us. But what was interesting, though, even after all this stuff, Don Lemon talking about her plastic surgery and stuff, which is crazy because people always be using this argument lately about, well, you eat this food, you drink this alcohol, you smoke this or whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to say this over and over again. It's my choice. It's their choice to choose what they want to do with their body. No one should be forcing shit onto us. But I've talked about plenty of times about the VAERS data on this podcast. So let me read this. From September 10th, 2021, release of VAERS data found 66 cases where vaccine targets COVID-19 and symptom is testicular swelling. And I've pointed this out so many times to, for people to look up this VAERS data because this is the shit that's not being reported. But this is public information, the VAERS data. It is public information. But like I said, people don't want to do their research. People don't want to do their critical thinking. People want people, other people to think for themselves. And people are so selfish with trying to get back to that quote-unquote normalcy of their lives that they don't care about anything else. People was making fun of Nicki Minaj. People was making all types of jokes and everything. The long-term impact of this vaccine is not known. We are currently in a experimental phase of them seeing what this vaccine does to people. This is their study right now. This is not a controlled study. If you know anything about science, usually when they do these, these uh these trials and stuff like that to see how vaccines work, they take years because they have to be in controlled studies. They have to control the study in order to see how these vaccines or whatever treatments react with people or how the people's bodies are reacting to these treatments. That's why they do trial studies. They do controlled studies. We are not in a controlled study right now. It's not a controlled study. They're giving people this vaccine and they're letting people just run around and go about their business. This is not a controlled study. That's why when people start getting this vaccine and then you hear all these women out here talking about how their menstrual cycles are different. And then what happened last episode when I talked about how they are about to do a study and they're spending one point or $1.6 million for that study to see what the how this vaccine is affecting women's menstrual cycles. This stuff is real. People have been reporting miscarriages, menstrual problems, sterility, swollen testicles, all types of adverse reactions. If you've been on social media, you've seen the videos of it. People having revert, 
of adverse reactions. But people always want to make it about themselves where if it's not directly affecting them, it is not happening. And that is not real. That is not reality. That is what they are selling you. People, this is what um, Tank tweeted this. And I thought this was very fitting of all this going on. And he, he did it in response to all the stuff that's going on with Nicki Minaj. He said, people will discredit anything that doesn't fit their beliefs or agenda. It's the closed-minded of it all that will breed the separation and ensure we fall deeper into chaos. And that's what's going on. They're using divide and conquer tactics in order to keep the people, whether they choose to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine, separated. And those people who aren't used to being critical thinkers or using their own mind and doing research on things, they will have a closed-minded view on it just because they are back to their lives, back to going out, back to, quote-unquote, having fun and stuff. Moving along. Um, done with that vaccine talk. Done with that vaccine talk. Uh, it's another um, story that was kind of grinding my gears. Not so much the story, but the response to it. Biden's Treasury Department declares IRS will monitor transactions of all U.S. accounts over $600. And right, this this is a proposal that Biden uh, has right now in in one of the new budgets that's supposed to be um, that's that's supposed to be uh, put in place. Will being you know worked on right now. Um, one of the policies and stuff before the we have an actual government shutdown or whatever. So you know, usually when they had when they put these these uh, proposals in place and these policies or whatever, they sneak certain things in there, and they do it at these critical moments where the government is about to shut down and stuff. So it, it's not really any time to really for people, the constituents, and the the other politicians to really argue and fight it. So. What was pissing me off the most was I've been seeing it talked about on social media a lot, particularly Twitter. And so many people is, is saying, you know, because you have one side saying, why isn't this being talked about enough? And then you have the other side coming along and saying, well, it's just a proposal. It ain't nothing to be talked about and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, that is just so fucking, <laughs> that is so fucking closed minded for. And that just shows you that people don't understand how the government works and how these these uh, policies being pushed through and these budgets and stuff and stuff like that go through just because it's a when it's a proposal, that's the time that we need to be fighting. So it doesn't go through. People saying, you know, what's the big deal? You know, it's just a proposal. It hasn't been passed yet. You know, the bill hasn't been passed and all that other stuff. But just pointing out, just 
in the mix of these these vaccination mandates, this is these exact people who are saying it's just a proposal, ain't nothing to be talked about, is these exact people who will be fine with a vaccination being mandated, with more and more of their freedoms being taken away from them. But as long as they continue to get to go outside and do whatever, go to parties and go to clubs and all that other stuff, they not paying attention to it. And that... And that is just so sad because there's so much. I Like I, I will continue saying, I'm all for having a good time and all that other stuff. But we can't just let things slide by at the expense of having a good time. Because the more and more we think we're having a good time, the more and more our freedoms are being just swept right from under us and to the point where we can't do nothing. Because the more and more that they're able to get away with certain things like vaccine mandates or this proposal of the IRS checking our accounts, the more and more things are going to be introduced, the more and more things are going to be ignored, the more and more things are going to be normalized. These proposals will become more and more enforced more and more turned into policies and laws and bills where we can't do shit about it, where we got to fight even harder to get back our freedoms. People need to wake up. Shit is, shit is sad, man. Because if this, if this goes into place, if this proposal goes into place, then... It's going to affect everybody. It's it's an account. It, they're going to be monitoring accounts with at least $600 in it. That's going to affect small business owners. They're going to affect just your everyday ordinary people who are making any type of purchase. It's going to affect everybody. And even the banks don't even want to, want to have to deal with it. It says banks escalate fight over IRS reporting and Biden budget plan. The financial services sector is is girding for an extended battle over a legislative proposal requiring banks and other institutions to report customer account data meant to bring in more federal tax dollars. The measure is being considered by lawmakers as a source of revenue in the Biden administration's proposed $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation plan. It could result in banks having to report transaction data for any account with at least $600 of inflows or outflows annually. Bankers and even some customer advocates have blasted the idea, which first garnered attention this past spring as part of the administration's American families playing as a compliance headache and a privacy nightmare for customers. Financial institutions say they are all they already report reams of data to the Internal Revenue Service. But the industry's focus on the provision has intensified in recent days with Democratic lawmakers intent on passing one of President Biden's key legislative priorities. From a bank perspective, the administrative challenges and complexities of having the $600 annual threshold may not achieve the policy goals of reducing tax avoidance. At $600, the squeeze may not be worth the juice. And the funny thing about it is 
how they're trying to mask this in the public and in mainstream media is Biden is only talking about taxing the rich. And we know we've heard plenty of presidents talk about taxing the rich. And that shit never happens. Who gets taxed more? The middle class. This will be a problem for anybody who is not rich. But you got all these people out here talking about it's just a proposal, just a proposal. And it's just more and more of them taking away of our freedoms, our privacy. Wake the fuck up, man. Shit. Moving along. U.S. Send, U.S. to send $64 million in humanitarian aid to Afghanistan. Once again, everybody is getting money or aid except for black Americans. No reparations for us. Everybody else is getting shit. Let me just throw this in for shits and giggles. Biden ancestors own enslaved people, genealogist says. <laughs> How are we not surprised? <laughs> oh, man. That's the end of the Blackity Black Woke segment. Man, shoot. I need a damn shot talking about that. <laughs> I can go on and on about that shit, man. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention this. So today, Chris Rock came out and tweeted and said that um, he has COVID. Let me read it word for word. Let me pull it up. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see, see, see. Where is that damn tweet? Where is this tweet? Oh, man. He says, hey, guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. <laughs> I went into the comments. I went into his comments. And I went into the comments of every uh, blog page that posted this. And it is amazing how many people was on the same page. Everybody was just saying, how much did you get paid for this? Because this shit is retarded. Like, you saying that you got the COVID and everybody should get vaccinated. When when we already know that even if you get vaccinated, you can get the COVID-19 virus. <laughs> and I talked about this a few episodes ago, how they are paying influencers to push this vaccine. And so I guess Chris Rock is another one. And it's sad because Chris Rock has been one of the biggest comedians who have used a lot of political uh, rhetoric in his comedy shows. But it's obvious that they got to him, too, <laughs> because of how generic the tweet is. He probably didn't even tweet this himself. Because listen to it. Hey, guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. That sounds like a fucking advertisement. Straight fucking advertisement. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so disappointed. I, I've been disappointed in a lot of people, but it is what it is. It's your choice. So let's move out of the uh, blackity black uh, woke segment, man. I know a lot of people don't like that, and I'll probably lose listeners and probably have lost listeners off of that, but it is what it is. Because I look at it like I'm the type of person that is 
I don't care what views you have. I'm always open to hear whatever you talk about, and that's not going to make me not like you or whatever, because everybody is different. Everybody has different perspectives. Everybody came up a different way. It is what it is. So you can be closed-minded and short-sighted if you want to. Yeah. Moving along, let's get into some topic topics, some trivial stuff. Some real stuff, some engaging stuff, some messy stuff. (laughs) So I came across this tweet, and it says, Date multiple men and allow them to earn your exclusivity. I'll probably mess exclusivity. (laughs) Exclusivity. (laughs) A guy likes you? Cool. He wants to get to know you more? Great. Let him prove he's worth closing the door on your other options before you actually do, because you do have options. Yes, and yes, indeedy, queen, you do have options. Yes, you do. So, there's always a, a lot of different ways you can look at this tweet, but I'm speaking from my perspective. So, yeah, that's cool if you want to date. That's fine. Um, if you're not intentionally looking for a romantic partnership, um, then yeah, date. Go out, have fun, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're young, have fun um, if that's what you want to do. But if you intentionally just want to be with one person, that's fine too, do that. Um, But I look at this this tweet as, you know, as I look at a lot of shit that I see on uh, social media when it comes to relationships and dating, all this shit is cliche. All this shit is um, clickbait and stuff like that. And a lot of a lot of people just don't just don't want to do what they want to do. Everything is for uh, validation from others and for appearances' sakes. Attention, as I call it, attention ships. You know, um, I believe in being intentional uh, when it comes to being with a with a person, um, whatever that intention is for you. Um, but I feel you should be intentional because uh, you're putting your energy out there. You're putting your time out there. Um, you're putting your feelings out there, you know? And I just look at this tweet that it could give the wrong message because how it is today with social media and cancel culture and all that other stuff, you can date, and this just ain't for women dating men. This is for men dating women as well. This goes for both sides. And I just look at it like when you get into a situation like this, and this is what your mindset is at, that um, you, I don't feel as though you will ever, you will have a difficult time finding the right person for you because you're too busy trying to find instant gratification. Um, that's the society we live in today. We live in the instant gratification society. We live in the microwave society. Everything has to be quick, 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 quick. So 
If you out here dating multiple men, multiple women, how are you really being intentional about what you want from a person, what you want for yourself? You know, because you're just jumping from what makes you feel good at that moment. You know, if you date multiple people, if person one ain't is pissing you off this day, then you just jump into person number two to satisfy whatever you needed from number one that you wasn't getting. But then once number two act up and you still mad at number one, person number one, then you jump into number three and you're looking for something from them. So if you lonely this day, then you know you jump into the person who who satisfies that loneliness. If you want to go party one day, then you only looking for the person who can fulfill that party, that party since that party you know aspect of you. If you um, looking for a person who can console you or to uplift you, then you want to jump to that person. As soon as those people can't do what you want them to do, then you just jumping and jumping and jumping. So when are you actually really figuring out who is the right person for you? Because there isn't any one perfect person for for you. That's why it's critical about spending time with yourself, figuring out your values, your worth, the things that you love, you know, self-love, self-worth, self-value, you know, those things are important. But we are always so focused in society today about that instant gratification, you know. Like I said, that microwave society, you want quick, fast satisfaction. And if you don't know how to give it to yourself, then you're just looking for other people to give it to you. Whether it's, you know, you posting something on social media, hoping one of your persons jump at it, and you see who, you know, you're looking to see who's going to jump to it faster so you can go spend time with them. You waiting to hear, you waiting to hear from one of your persons, one of your persons to text you or call you. So uh, you really want person one to do it, but they not doing it because maybe they're at work or something, or maybe they're handling some type of business or they catering to the, you know, they catering to themselves or they're tired of something. So then person six might hit you up, but you don't really want want to chill with them. You don't really want to hang with them, but that's the only option you got right there. So then you selling yourself short because you know, you really don't want to be chilling with them, but you know, you just don't want to be alone right now. You don't want to be in the house or, or whatever, or, you know, you, you really enjoy spending time with number two. Number two really checks a lot of the, the boxes on your list. But number five is available today, and he's going to be able to take you out, and you can post pictures on social media and get some likes for it. You know what I'm saying? Or number three, you know, number three is the one that's going to buy you stuff, but number number four buy you stuff sometimes, but he really make you kind of work for it. So, you know, what you going to do then? So then if number seven, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying? We be going all day. So when is it, like, when are you actually being intentional about who you want to be with that is 
for the good of you. So it's always like the grass, where's the grass greener at for the moment? The grass ain't always greener on the other side. And it's funny because I was on uh, social media um, a couple weeks ago and uh, my dad, he has a, a lawn service company. It's a side hustle. And me and my brother, I've already been helping my dad with it, but me and my brother have been, you know, working, talking and stuff about taking it older, taking it over because my dad is getting older. And what's funny is I saw an advertisement on social media because me and him was doing a lot of texting and stuff like that. So then all of a sudden these advertisements for lawn stuff started popping up on social media. And it was funny because this particular advertisement kept popping up. And what it was, <laughs> it was um, a lawn painting service. Yeah, if you have a if you have a dusty, weak, brown, dead lawn, you can get it painted green for it to look good. <laughs> and I thought that was just so telling. I'm just like, you know, the grass will always look greener on the other side. Always will, especially if you aren't intentional. If you aren't trying to do no work on yourself or in the the relationship or partnership that you're dealing with at the moment, that's the way society is these days. I'm glad I'm not young. I'm glad I'm not young and having to deal with this shit. Because people are only looking for what will satisfy them in the moment. And that has to do with, that's the whole thing with the cancel culture type shit. Same thing, even outside of celebrities, as soon as somebody piss you off, you jump into the next to get some type of satisfaction. There's never no type of, excuse me, work involved in anything. We throw that term red flags around too much. Every Everybody has red flags. Nobody is perfect. Everybody has flaws. And I came across a tweet. I'm going to read this real quick. It says, when you, when you make someone who is used to playing it safe emotionally feel vulnerable or like they're lacking control, believe it or not, if that person isn't ready, they will start to look for false, quote, red flags, end quote, or, quote, flaws, end quote, to justify leaving you behind and looking for someone to play it safe with. This also happens for people who are used to toxicity in relationships. When they're not truly ready to elevate and you are the representation of that elevation comes along, they will do the same. A lot of people aren't ready to grow or do better or even risk their comfort zone. And then sometimes people just aren't interested and don't want to move forward. And that, I mean, that that says it all in a nutshell, pretty much. You know, people throw around this red flags and the, this flaws term too much. Because as soon as somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, pushes you to a limit, and this is both male and female, pushes you to a limit to come out of your comfort zone or to be vulnerable emotionally, 
then there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? People always try to find problems to justify leaving or running away or moving along. People don't want to do the work these days. People don't want to put in the work of being in a partnership. And if you notice, I keep using the term partnership is instead of relationship because I've been doing a lot of reading lately and and I think we lose sight of actually what words really mean. And people use the term relationship too loosely when it comes to romantic partnerships. Oh, I'll still use romantic relationships because when you look at the term relationship, you can relate with a person in so many ways. Relationships is just about how you relate or how you are connected to a person. I was just with my parents. Me and my parents have a relationship. I'm their son. They're my parents. That's our relationship. We, you have people that have uh, relationships with people that was just sex. How are you relating with that person? You are related or you connected based off of sex. You have people out here who just are related or connected to people because they had a kid with them. You have relationships at work. I have a relationship with my boss. That's What's our relationship? Work. That's our relationship. That doesn't make us friends. That doesn't make us, ha- that, that doesn't make our relationship intimate or anything like that. You have a relationship with the person that cuts you off on the street. How are you how are you related in that moment? They cut you off and they made you angry or they pissed you off. You are related or connected based off of them cutting you off and you reacting and getting angry. I have a relationship with my neighbors. What's my relationship with my neighbors? When I see them, I say hello, ask them how they doing. And that's it. That's our relationship. But when it comes to partnerships, that is two people actually working together for a common goal. What is that common goal? You have partnerships where people are romantically involved and their partnership is only based on business purposes. You know, you have a romantic partnership, you have an intimate partnership, you know, So that partnership is just another aspect of a relationship, but it just goes deeper. You're actually working towards something. With the relationship aspect, you're just connected to, you just have a common connection. And that common connection could be just because you work together or you say hello to each other when you walk past each other. (laughs) So... You just got to think about it, you know what I'm saying? People got to go a little deeper when it comes to the terms of relationships and partnerships, and you got people talking about the situationships, and, and you know, I use the term attentionships. You know, it's, people actually really have to go deeper in the terms and be more intentional about what the hell they're doing with other people. But like I said, people don't want to do the work, man. People don't want to do the work. So it's easy for as soon as... 
you get out of your comfort zone or that person pisses you off or makes you mad or something like that or doesn't do something that you want them to do in the amount of time that you want them to do or in the fashion that they want you to do it, then it's easy for them to just walk away and blow you off, you know, reject you, abandon you and stuff like that. And that goes to, you know, I saw a term recently that said destination addiction. And it says the idea that happiness is is in the next place, the next job, or even with the next partner. And so you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else. It will never be where you are. And, and that's what it is. A lot of people are running and trying to chase happiness through relationships, through material things throughout external things you know what i'm saying people really don't want to deal with themselves first and even if you know a lot of people think that you can't be in a relationship if because you got stuff going on with you you know emotionally or mentally or whatever you can still be in a relationship and and um not be quote-unquote healed, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Because who is who is, who is totally healed? Who is actually whole on <laughs> walking this earth? <laughs> Nobody. But what the thing is, you can't be in a relationship. You can't use a relationship to distract you from your healing. Oh, this, you know what I'm saying? I got this stuff going on. This person hurt me and all this other stuff. So then you just jump into another relationship and they're making you happy for the moment. So then you ain't even thinking about the things you need to heal from no more. You're totally being distracted. But if you are self-aware of the things that you need to heal from and you're working on it and you're in a relationship, then the person that you're in a relationship with is only supposed to assist you and help you through that healing. Uh, here's another tweet that's uh, related to all of this. Dating multiple people is actually exhausting. No thanks. <laughs> uh, and somebody responded to that tweet. This is what they said. The one I like the least always irritate me when they text or I'll forget to text others back or I become super obsessed with one and forget that I'm open, openly dating and should see what others have to offer. See, this is what I was talking about right here. If you're dealing with these multiple people or whatever and you're only looking for who is making you, who is satisfying you in that moment. Just like last episode, last episode alone, I was talking about substance abuse. People don't realize that there's other substances that people abuse, and one is jumping in and out of relationships or dealing with people because you don't want to deal with yourself. A big red flag for people is if this person isn't, isn't even working on themselves or willing to work on themselves, you can't expect them to actually work on the relationship that you're in with them. Because if, if they abandon themselves, 
then they will abandon you and that relationship and whatever is going on in it. Here's another tweet. Um, Being in a relationship is not a distraction. If you're with the right partner, everything can upgrade around you. Somebody responded to that. This is their response. Romantic relationships are distractions. There are more important milestones in life than dating and marriage. Singles need to refocus from always pursuing being in a relationship to learning to enjoy being alone, personal development, and finding personal happiness. So I agree with both statements. I agree with that being in a relationship is not a distraction if you're, you know, self-aware, if you're intentional about what that relationship is. If you have a relationship with yourself, that relationship or that partner in that relationship or that partnership can only upgrade, you know, what you have for yourself. It's supposed your relationship supposed to be uplifting, supposed to help you, supposed to push you, supposed to motivate you and all that. Supposed to just enhance the things that you already had going for yourself. But I also agree that some people, like I've already been talking about, put too much focus on relationships where they're too focused on dating multiple people or whatever, that they're not tending to themselves and the things that they need to deal with internally. I'm going to read this post right here. And... This is something that I definitely agree with. I agree with it based off of experience. Men are able to function in and out of relationships because they don't give up their hobbies, ditch friends, or anything else that makes them happy. Women make the mistake of making their man their whole life and should the relationship end, their loss, trying to create a new life. I agree wholeheartedly with that. I've seen that plenty of times before. And this is where it comes down to you using a relationship to distract you from your life, from your whatever's going on with you mentally, emotionally, internally. And then you give your all trying to prove yourself to somebody, which I didn't address from that first tweet. And it's, no man should be, no man or woman should be out here trying to prove themselves to another for them to be accepted or chosen. That just shouldn't be done. But like I said, where we live now, the way we live now, where we got inst- this instant gratification, this microwave society, even this, 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 uh, the way romance culture is today. Because of social media, having to to post your partner or, you know, in order to seek validation from other people or, you know, the relationship ain't real unless the person posts me type stuff and just all that crazy stuff. This mainstream 
romance culture that we live in today is just causing too many distractions and and illusions of what a relationship or partnership should be. People don't want to work. People don't want to work in relationships. They don't. They don't want to do the work, whether they're afraid or they feel that they shouldn't have to, that the person should come ready or the person should be doing this, this, and that based off of what people are posting on social media. It's just crazy. It's a codependency on you being happy based off of what social media says, the likes you're getting, or how they say your partner should be treating you in that relationship, as opposed to you knowing yourself, knowing what you like, how that person is making you feel, and what they're doing for you. Yeah, man, but it's just like people just jump in and out of relationships with different people. And then the crazy thing about it is that first tweet about, you know, women uh, dating multiple men or whatever. Most women can't just go out there and date multiple men unless they just totally cutting off their, unless they're just straight being cold-hearted and cutting off their feminine, their femininity, their feminine energy. Because most of the time, women will be out here trying to date multiple dudes, and they'll be falling for all the dudes. <laughs> be, they can't even get past the first dude because they be falling for him because because of some, um, the some type of codependency or some type of emotional trauma or something like that. <laughs> Here's another tweet I came across. Um, it says, yes, toxic relationships are hard, but do you know what else is hard? Your first healthy relationship after a toxic one. No one talks about how hard it is to unlearn all the toxic behaviors you adapted as coping mechanisms, how hard it is to convince yourself that you're safe now. I agree with that to a degree. But I also look at it as... You know, it's always easy for us to blame uh, another person and look at it as they're toxic and stuff like that. And not saying that's, that can't be the case, but we have to look at it from a deeper perspective. We have to look at it, excuse me, we have to really look at it and go to the the foundation of why how did we end up in in this toxic relationship or these toxic relationships? We don't ever want to look at the actual foundation, the actual beginning of all of this. All of this stuff starts from our first relationships that we ever seen. That's our parents' relationship. Our parents' relationship and our our actual personal relationship with our parents. And if we have never dealt with those issues, then we will find ourselves in these relationships where we, we are displaying toxic behaviors or accepting toxic behaviors. 
because it's always it's always not the person that you're dealing with. It's usually what you are displaying, which is what you are giving or what you are receiving slash accepting. Because when it comes down to it, it is what we are choosing to deal with or what we are not doing. Because there's a lot of people that jump in relationships and will say somebody's toxic or whatever, or the relationship is unhealthy, but they slam straight ain't ain't doing no work. They're not communicating or nothing like that, or they always want to argue and stuff like that. But then also you could be choosing a partner or putting yourself in a situation where you keep accepting bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You keep accepting toxic behaviors. So as much as we would like to put the sole blame on the person that we're dealing with, it still begins with us. And that beginning starts with what we first saw. And people refuse to acknowledge and accept that. Refuse to. It's people out here that don't want to do work. People think that you're just supposed to get with somebody and just magically supposed to be a beautiful fairy tale relationship. Relationships or partnerships take work. They do. I'm going to play this clip. Um, and it involves everything I've been talking about so far. So let me pull it up. Women especially, that I understand what you're saying. I wanted to show women that, listen, if you tell me about the way a man is and what he's done and, and how he's treating you and how and the mishaps and, and blase blah and inflation, I understand. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I, women, I want you to hear me well. Your listeners, hear me well. I understand very, very well that men play games, men break your hearts, they don't follow through, Come on. they're not as committed as they ought to be. They, they 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 run up they run you around with these different and, and 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 we could just basically say in a lot of ways they full of it right i understand that there's a pocket of men out there that are just they, they just full of it right. I, I could I, I could even say listen at one point i've been full of it come on right what 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 at, at some point in my life i've been the man that has not been serious that has played games that has misled that have um, just, just taken for granted. I, 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 I get it. I, there's nothing you can tell me about a, about the ways or behaviors of a man that I'm not going to understand and believe. I've also learned one thing too, and this is, I think, is a hard pill to swallow. I've also learned, ladies, that you're absolutely no different from men. You play the same games. You undermine the same way. You take for granted the same way. You, you discard men. You use men, women, right? So, so, so the, the reality, as much as we want to have these conversations about who's hurt, who more, and we go back and forth about that, the reality is that we are both co-conspirators in the decline and the decimation of our relationships and our family units. You are just as guilty as we are. So, so my only, my, my purpose for my book is to show you the, 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 the process and, and the experiences that a man has that replicates the very same experiences that you have. It's your book. It just looks like me. 
it just has a penis attached to it. Come on. So it's it's absolutely no different from a life that you that you are experiencing. You are just as equally equivalent. You, you're in this process, but we have double standards. Mm-hmm. We have uh, we have ways of seeing women in our society that allows women to get a green light in certain ways that men get a red light, and we have certain ways in society that men get a green light in ways that women get a red light. I'm just proposing to you ultimately that we both have to stop a certain way of thinking mm-hmm. if we want this thing to work and if and if women are not willing to be accountable and that's the unfortunate thing for me listen i've only talked to black women my whole life i've only been in a romantic relationship with black women so i can't talk about any other women. okay black women they, they, my, unfortunately the tendency in a lot of cases is that we're not allowed to criticize we're not allowed to give critical feedback the moment you you tell a woman you try to hold her accountable on some level the feedback becomes that we're being negative. We are not protecting. We're undermining. We're, we're doing all of those things. So it's almost like, and this is, you want to talk about what the men say? That's what we say. Like, then you can't tell them nothing. Because there's this idea of, 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 by nature of you being a woman, you're automatically perfect. And that by nature of being a woman, you become the prize. And by nature of a woman, that we should be after you. And no, you're not ready to be in relationships. You have poor communication skills. You're not effective communicators. You mismanage money. And you don't have a good spirit about you. You have a nasty attitude. And you and you deal with men in ways that do not allow them to prosper and grow. How about that? The same way that you can say the same things about men. We're both in this together. <laughs> Not just was like real dramatic with that music behind. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like we're, we are all in this together. We both, we all have our, both sides have our thing. But the way society is today, is nobody is trying to do work. Soon as something, soon as something go wrong or something don't, something piss you off or don't satisfy you, you jumping, you jumping to get satisfaction from somewhere else. A lot of people don't know how to spend time by themselves. A lot of people don't know how to enjoy their own company. A lot of people need external validation, external satisfaction, external love, external worth, external value. And that's why it'll always be situations where people jumping and jumping and jumping because nobody is trying to do the work. Nobody. Everybody think the grass is greener on the other side. That's what they're looking for. But not understanding that the grass that you're in now, you have to water it. You have to tend to it. You have to take care of it. That's the only way it will grow. You can only grow things by tending to it, by putting love into it, by putting work into it, by making mistakes and learning from the mistakes and doing things differently. I got another clip for you. The word for today, ladies, is going to be accountability. Because one thing that I'm noticing on a consistent basis is that it's hard for a lot of my sisters to take accountability and just shut up. Soaking, it's my fault. I need to work on this. I need to do this. I need to grow. Without pointing fingers, talking about what somebody else did to trigger you or what this happened and that, 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 all that other, we ain't talking about that. We're going to take accountability today. We're going to soak in that, and that's just going to be that. We're going to practice and work on our growth and think about the things that we could have done differently. And we are going to take accountability. That's what today is about, women taking accountability. I don't want to hear excuses about what somebody did to you or how somebody triggered you. Not today. Not That's not the time right now. So let's accountability. Let's bask in that and see how we can grow from it. <laughs> 
That's all. We never want to, anytime we get into, we get into talking about relationships and partnerships and all that other good stuff. We, and we get into this point where we have a breakup or, excuse me, a separation or we taking some space and stuff like that. People never want to focus on the role that they played into how things came about. Well, where are we at now? We always want to point fingers instead of actually pointing fingers at other people instead of pointing fingers at ourselves and focusing on our role in it. What thing, what, what points of that relationship could we have done something better? What things could we could have just changed. What could we have said differently? How could we approach the situation differently? Focus on the things personally that we could control. We can't control another person. All we can can control is our emotions, our reactions, how we move, the things we say, Focus on how did we play a role in it? Just how did we play a role in it? <laughs> I'm getting ready to end the podcast, but I came across this um this post on one of the pages that I follow heavily on uh, Instagram. Uh, I mentioned this page a few times before, and it's called Express Yourself Black Man. And this post says, Black Man, here are six things you can do to better your relationship. Number one. Take notes. If your partner says they want slash need something, take note of it. Seriously, write it down somewhere. This helps when you when you're planning to give gifts. You wouldn't need to do research on your partner anymore because you'd have a list of things they definitely said they want. And you'd be checking off the quote, he listens to me box. And even outside of just the gift aspect, just if your partner saying, I need this, I need this from you. I need you to speak to me this way. Or in these situations, I need you to uh, uplift me in this way. Or I need you to just listen to me in these moments and stuff like that. Those are things also to write down. It just doesn't have to do with material gifts. Number two, implement check-ins. I thought this was very important. Uh, check-ins are great because they're good for both parties. You get to know how they feel about the relationship and vice versa. It's a good way to stay on the same page with your partner. Try implementing check-ins monthly. You can try to check in over dinner, after work, or before bed. And I've actually heard this, um, that suggestion before in, in, uh, in counseling. So um, I thought that one was very, very important. Um, what's next? Uh, keep your number three. Keep your relationship private. This is so underrated, but very important. I'm not saying not to vent, but be careful who you talk to and what you reveal. I once asked a wise woman who has been married for 20 years, "What are three keys to a healthy marriage?" And she said. Keep people out your business. 
three times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've already spoken about, you know, we live in this social media society and this instant instant gratification and and all that other stuff where we so desperate desperately want to get validation from other people and to show off like i say attentionships we we got this this mode of wanting to get attention from people to show that we're doing stuff or this is what our partner is doing for us and stuff like that and it just causes so much i don't think people really realize it because they're so focused on what they want others to see as opposed to actually Dealing with their relate, people put more focus on on what what somebody what their partner is doing on social media or not doing on social media as opposed to actually what they could be actually doing in their relationship. They neglecting the shit in their relationship, but worried about social media. <laughs> um, number four, stop internalizing everything. You have to talk. If something is bothering you, take time to understand why and then express yourself healthily. And that's a good one as well. Yeah. People holding back stuff and, you know, you hold on it too long. You start resenting your partner and stuff. You get angry. You snapping. You getting short with them. Shit. You get to the point where you start seeking out um, satisfaction or attention or affection and love from somebody else because you internalize and shit and you're not having a conversation. You're not checking in with your partner. So, and your partner don't know what's going on. So they thinking everything is cool, but it really ain't. Uh, Number five, couples therapy. I think every relationship could benefit from couples therapy in some way. Sometimes our partners try to hold space for us and don't say things they want out of fear of hurting our feelings. Couples therapy will give you a better idea of your partner's experiences so you both can move forward. That's definitely important, couples therapy. And it's important because just like even just individual therapy, everybody always think that you got to go to therapy when something's wrong or if you go into therapy, there's something wrong. No, it's just helping you to better your relationship. It's helping you better uh, process certain things in the relationship. It's better helping you um, work out things in your relationship. You can probably discover more things about your partner and how the relationship could benefit you by having a, a, a professional with an outside view on it. Lastly... Take a personality test with your partner. Regardless of how well you know your partner, a personality test will give you a better understanding of them, and your personality will give them a better understanding of you. Um, If you're in couples therapy, ask your therapist for you both to take the uh, MCMI test. If you're not in couples therapy, try try a free personality test. Another good suggestion, I mean, I think a lot of people who are in relationships or partnerships, whatever you want to call them, that (laughs) they think they know their partner very well, and that's probably not the case, you know. um, I think a personality, even even, uh, just to add on, the personality test, take the love language test. 
You can go online. It's free. And another thing, get the Love Language book, and you guys can both can read it and discuss the book and how it relates to you and your relationship. And that's another thing, you know, um, a lot of time people in relationships, you know, it's all it's, it's, it's cool to always, you know, go out to eat, um, go to the movies, go on dates and stuff like that. But I think just me thinking about it now, that that's a good idea is like get get books, certain books about, you know, y'all, uh, certain relationship books, uh, love languages or whatever book. And um, that book I spoke about on the podcast before, um, name that John, all the way across the room called, uh, the hell is the name of that book? Conscious Loving or something like that. Yeah, get books like that and read them together. You know, have your own little book club. Add some other couples to it, you know, and y'all can discuss certain things. Um, I think that's a great idea. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I've, I'm a little off because I didn't do my normal routine, but yeah. Uh, make sure you check out A Taste to Consider podcast on Instagram, A Taste to Consider on Instagram, A Taste to Consider.com. Shout out to uh, the folks who ordered some shirts from me this week. I really appreciate that. Uh, greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram, greatestiamblog.com. Also, U-A-N-D-U underscore network on Instagram. Uh, the link is in the bio for all the podcasts on the UNU network. Unprocessed knowledge. Separate the two. Reservation for three. Codachine. And three stars, two bars. But I'm going to get up out of here. Like I said... Beware, the grass ain't always greener on the other side. So I'm going to end off with that song, Grass Ain't Greener, Chris Brown. To consider podcasts. Let's go. Seems like ain't nothing cool about being real. No assignments about what they feel. Take a hole and try to treat her well. She'll be back up at the club again. Thanks to consider podcast. You do what you want with some
Singing to the podcast. My homie said I need to stop it. My mama said bitches be watching you. They gon' put their hand all in your pocket. Put that credit card that's in your wallet. Drinking liquor when we celebrating. Calculating on my funds. Trying to get a nigga take the kind of out. Cause she want the tax every month. Say sick and sit a podcast. Don't forget to download, like, and share the podcast. Don't forget. You can easily download the podcast. Listen and delete it from your phone. Just one button on your streaming service. Download it, listen. And delete it. Make sure you share. Check out UNU Network. I'll talk to you next week.